I'm Sarah Gross. And I'm Sarah True. And you're listening to If We Were Riding. A triathlon-ish podcast. Grab your sock hats, fill your decanter. Friday's here. It's time for some banter. Try tips, life chat from two feisty pros, zoomies, arm hair, ebbs, and flows. Rides with influential women in sport. Voicemails from you, now it's in your court. Join in just to stalk raccoons. Do you like your Zwift caps and fear those loons? So unpad your bras and stop that hiding and find out what happens if we were riding. Hi, Sarah. <laughs> we just sat for a minute and looked at each other, unsure who was going to say hi first. You know what's good, though? We're at that point where we could have those comfortable silences. We do. Yeah, we are. Yeah. I agree with that. It's, it's nice. I'm glad that our relationship has evolved to this place, Sarah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So uh, I have I have a couple of swim stories. Actually, I didn't even we'll think swim about this. Swim I, well, this is more of an update. The first okay. one okay. is, do you remember me talking about the guy with the Nalgene full of tomato juice or V8, whatever it is at the pool? Like that's what he hydrates with. You don't remember this. Okay. Wow. My, okay. When my memories are bad, I'm so sorry. Okay. I'm, it's like, I'm hearing this for the first time. The listeners are probably like, Sarah, of course you've heard this before. Okay. Anyway. So yes, he has a Nalgene bottle full of, of, I think it's, it's either tomato juice or V8. Maybe I've never told you this, but I am totally fascinated by this guy. He's still doing it. Yeah. He's still doing it. It's, it's like a year after I told you that, or may have not have told you about it, but discovered it for the first time. And I love it. I, I love that he drinks. Oh, you love it. Not like you love it. Like you're doing it now. Like no, it's your no, 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 <laughs> no, it's just, it's so bizarre and it makes me so happy. And I saw him at the pool the other day and he's still doing it. And it just, yeah. So he stops every few laps and he'll have a little swig and keep on going with we'll his have a little V8 juice. It carries mm-hmm. on. Um, okay. I have questions. Does, does he, does he, do you witness him going hard? Like this? Does he, is he out of breath? No, no. 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 Okay. So it's this a very is a casual, casual swim. swim. So he could be drinking Caesars for all you know. Absolutely. <laughs> He's like, I know how to disguise alcohol at the pool. I'm just going to make it look like I'm drinking this healthy beverage. <laughs> That's he does swim in a straight line though. So if he can do that, well, well played, well played. Yeah, but I don't. It's such a weird thing that really makes me happy. What's the weirdest <laughs> thing you've ever eaten or drank during a session? Oh, I mean, biking is a whole nother thing because you could handle so much more. Like, have you, have you ever gone for like a burger during a long ride? Oh, I ate like a whole pizza during a ride. And then, and it was in the middle of, I think like a four or five hour ride. And we got back on the bikes. It was just a terrible idea. Oh, really? Did it, it, it felt bad. I'm like, oh, really? Is it I'm shocked that that was a terrible <laughs> It was a terrible idea. <laughs> Like you don't say, <laughs> although sometimes I was surprised how, you know, when you're in like a big training block, how your stomach just like adjusts, like the, the quantities of food, especially when you're super hungry and you need the calories that your stomach can like actually digest or mind blow. Like to me now being just kind of a normal person who exercises one hour a day and just kind of eats normally. Like it's, I think back on it and I'm like, wow, I could never, like a friend of mine. I remember she one time 
we were on the, I wasn't with her. So this, this story goes on in legend, like Tucson legend, where we stopped. She stopped with her friends at Chipotle, like on the way back from the ride and ate two burritos. So you know how big those Chipotle burritos are, right? Yeah. Like, that's impressive. Really? Yeah. And she's it's like, she's like five for nothing. Like <laughs> <laughs> she's going to know where to put those things. I don't know. <laughs> it's crazy. Man. Yeah. So her stomach was trained to expand to take in all that volume. That's yeah. yeah I love it. Well played. Mm-hmm. Well, that, that was not actually the swim story I was going to tell wow, you. They get, it gets better. This, this, this episode's amazing already. It's, but it's another update because do you remember me talking about, uh, you know, pulling out the two piece from my, my, like for the swim, I'm like, just get on with that. This one. I okay. remember. Yes. Yeah. So right now, as you know, my life is quite busy, hectic with school and everything and training. Mm-hmm. Uh, on Mondays, I have a very narrow window to be able to swim mm-hmm. between classes. So instead of taking a lunch break, I swim during my lunch break mm-hmm. and I get to the pool and I pull out my swimsuit and it's just the bottom. I oh. don't even have the top. That's a different level of yeah. like just getting on with it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. So like, <laughs> now, now what do I do? Like, oh, you know what? I have a sports bra in the car. Oh, perfect. So I went out and got my sports bra and it must have looked really weird. It definitely wasn't my intent to go in with a two-piece, let alone a mismatch uh, two-piece. But mm-hmm. I got my session done. And I was kind of proud of myself for just, you get on with it. You do. Yeah. I, that's, that's amazing. I feel like that's, I was just, as, as you were talking, I was thinking back in times in my life where I've been like, say what I was working on my PhD and training, right. Where like, that's what happens is like, you end up with more so than when, way more so than when you're a full-time athlete, you end up with only a certain window that you can do the thing in. And like, sometimes it, sometimes it means you just miss it completely and you have to accept it because something goes wrong. Like if you didn't have a swimsuit at all, you like, that's it. You can't just go do your swim later. Like, right. That's it. Um, but, uh, yeah, just, you can end up getting creative about stuff like that or like wearing weird shit. Like I was almost like, well, why you could just, cause I wear sports bras all the time, just as a matter of course, I'd, I would end up braless for the rest of the day just cause I <laughs> wore my bra swimming just to get it done. Well, I was, I was thinking about just my normal bra mm-hmm. because I didn't, it didn't, I didn't put two and two together about having a sports bra in the car. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, can I, should I? I'm like, mm, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> but, it, you know, I, I think you're absolutely right. Where when you have such a narrow time window, it's not like I, you know, before I would have just said, okay, you know, I'll swim later mm-hmm. and then may or may not swim. But it's one of these, this is it. I just got to get it done. Can't this has to happen now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I found that when I first had Rosie too, where, when I was breastfeeding and you know, the, the feeds are like 90 minutes or two hours apart. And so you would have, it was like a now or never with going out training. So it didn't matter. Like, I, I, th- I think I got a little tougher during that time period because it was like, doesn't matter how I feel. I am not assessing that right now. <laughs> I'm going for my run. Although sometimes I would take it too far. Cause I do remember getting like being so like being really, really tired, like almost dopey, like mm-hmm. out on the bike or running, which is maybe a little dangerous. And then also like I got migraines quite a few times during that period. Um, and I'm like, I think I'm pushing too hard, <laughs> you know? Yeah. But yeah. yeah, otherwise I got tougher. <laughs> yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, that's good. Sarah, you're, we're going to cheer so hard for you and Kona. I'm so excited. I, you know, I'm, I'm just, I, it will be fun. It will be fun. As, yeah. And I'm, I'm excited about that. That's not like, saying we're cheering for you is not pressure, by the way. No, it's not pressure at all. I can't wait. Like I, you know, I hope they're feisty pom-poms. Yeah. Um, <laughs> My gosh, we have to have feisty pom-poms now. <laughs> Now the pressure is on. <laughs> have to be yeah, exactly. Colors. The pre- yeah. the pressure's on for you, not for me. Exactly. Now I yeah. have pressure. Yeah. <laughs> but like, you know, one thing. Um, the year I think it was the last year that we had Kona in real life. I think it was 2019 when Daniela was sick the days before. Do you remember this? Mm-hmm. And like, you know, talk about having pressure on her to win. And she came off the bike and she was like running an eight or what, or I don't even know what, but like. One thing I really, I really noticed or like admired was that she didn't let it get in her head. Mm. Like that is not, she was not supposed to be as far back as she was supposed to quote unquote, as, as she was in the race. And yet, like you just saw her, like when I looked at her, I'm like, oh, she's the freaking Terminator. Like that woman is doing the best that she can on this day. Yeah. And like, I, you could just tell, right. That she was just like ready to like play her cards and her cards were not what they normally were for her yeah you you have to you have to give somebody so much respect i mean with pressure like that because it's easy for the rest of us to just finish but when you're expected to win yeah i mean it's a next level pressure but like you also will feel pressures you'll be you'll have previous interviews you know you have sponsors it's it's legit you know you just cracked open wide open a a big iron man record you're going to be on some people's radar you know um so I think that same like yeah that same kind of mindset of just like just like go out you know you're doing it it's good it's fun Mm -hmm. yeah I think you know whether you have a good day or a bad day there are highs and lows and you just gotta ride them um and just hopefully there's more highs than lows Yes. You know, hopefully there are no tears on the side of Queen K being like, mm, why do I do this for? <laughs> this is stupid. <laughs> I've definitely been there. I'm like nodding on the inside. That's yeah. never been me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> like you just summarized my entire Kona experience. <laughs> Not this time. And I raced there six times. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. Um, yes, not this time. Okay, let's take a quick break and we're going to chat about outspoken scholarships, perimenopause. We have a voicemail about the Boston Marathon and one from a Kona athlete as well. Let's talk about Orca for a minute. In 2018, Orca approached me at the Ironman World Championships in Kona and said, Hey, we love what you are doing and we want to support women better. So we are designing products specifically for women rather than just, you know, shrinking the men's products. And we want your help. That's me, Sarah, and Feisty Media that they were asking for help from. Not only that, but I personally find that my Orca wetsuit is the best I've ever had for flexibility and buoyancy. And I definitely wish I had found it when I was racing pro. Fast forward four years and Orca has launched their new triathlon wetsuits and other gear designed specifically for women. I'm so proud to have been part of this process. So you can order your very own wetsuit and other fab products for 15% off using the code IRONWOMEN15 
at orca.com. That's Iron Women, the name of one of our amazing triathlon podcasts, Iron Women 1515 at orca.com. All right, Sarah, tell me about these scholarships. Okay, so this year, I just wanted to tell everyone who's listening to the podcast because we have the Outspoken Summit. It's coming up November 11th to 13th in Tempe, Arizona. And this year we have um, a, It's I, I used the word robust earlier. I don't know if that's the right word, but we have a really robust, it's the right word, um, scholarship program, right? So we have scholarships available for, you know, to cover registration costs or partial registration also, we have like travel coupons available and we have hotel costs um, that can be covered depending on need. So if there are people listening um, who want to come, it's who want to come to Outspoken, but have been thinking, oh, it's like they can't afford it or whatever. Um, go ahead, go to, oh gosh, we got to put the link in the show notes. It's on the, it's on womensperformance.com. Um, so yeah, we'll put the link in the show notes so everyone knows how to apply for a scholarship or just go to at Outspoken Summit on Instagram and you'll be able to find the link there too um, because we want as many quality applicants as possible, obviously for this program. And we want to like be able to pick some great people to help get to the conference. So, Or or pass it along to somebody that, you know, you, you think they may be interested and... Yeah, or if you're coming and yeah, and your friends like, I can't afford it, you know, Definitely, um, yeah, definitely pass it along to people who uh, should be at the Outspoken Summit, which just briefly is our Women in um, Leadership and Business Summit for Endurance Sports. So if that's you, then apply. Well, well done, Feist team. <laughs> yes, I, yes, I love a good scholarship program, a good helping that's people awesome. program. Yeah. yeah. Um, and the, so the other thing I wanted to say, I said this like for the show, is like, Sarah, I, if, I'm now like definitely in perimenopause, right? And if I'm 46, okay, how old am I? 46. Um, and if we didn't have this menopause brand, like if we hadn't started two years ago with Celine recording the Hit Play Not Pause podcast, I would think I'm going crazy right now. Like, or I would think that there's something wrong with me. What, what, what's, what's going on? Like, why do you think? I can tell you the things that I didn't know before. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. One was that I didn't know that like perimenopause, like when you get the symptoms, the hot flashes that you hear about, whatever, the symptomatic phase of, of menopause is called perimenopause and it lasts five to seven years, which I didn't know, which is why people, um, which is why I think it would seem strange to some people that I'm talking about menopause when I'm 46, because we associate it with, I associate it with some people perhaps five years older, um, but like that menopause is actually just one day in which you haven't had a period for a year. That's what menopause is. And I didn't know that either. Yeah. Um, and then I didn't know that, that the, there are, I don't know, I don't know the actual stats on this, but like one of the main symptoms of menopause is like anxiety, um, anxiety, depression, and like mood fluctuations, right? So I, and I knew this, you know, I, I didn't know it before, but I know it obviously now from, from Celine and from the podcast, but I, it started a couple months ago where I would wake up with like, I'd wake up in the morning with like just this angry feeling like in my chest for like no reason at all. Hmm. And I associate it with my chest because I wasn't associating it with like a real life event. Hmm. Like I'm angry at this. Like I'm used to waking up the majority of the time. I usually wake up excited. 
for the, for the day. Like it's my normal, I normally run, my moods run pretty high and I have felt like lucky that way, but I've also feel like I've worked pretty hard to like get to that place, you know? And you start waking up like all the time with like a mood shift of some kind, you know? So it started with some anger. And then I was like, I was talking to someone about it today. Like I was angry that I was angry, you know? Like, <laughs> <laughs> And then it got bad where like a couple of times I'd wake up in the night just with like, like not a mellow anger, just wake up like, rah, like without any rhyme or reason, you know? And a couple of times I've had to get up and um, just like work in the night, like just put that energy somewhere else. Um, and then the last few days, it's like shifted into more like anxiety, hmm. right? And I'm not an anxious person. Like, and that's part of what sort of allows me to be an entrepreneur a little bit because I like the financial risk piece has never been, it's, it's always a challenge. Like, and I've felt, I have felt some of the financial risks and not knowing how you're going to make money and your financial future. Like I definitely feel that, but I'm, I, I'm, I've been able to handle it, you know? And I started to just feel like be kept awake by anxiety, like around, like a lot around like business decisions and finances. Um, And it's kind of crazy. Like, and it doesn't feel like it's, I'm connecting it to financial, but like, it doesn't feel like an appropriate level of anxiety, if that makes sense. So I feel like my anxiety, like I'll wake, I'll wake up in the night. My anxiety is at a nine. And I'm looking around like, what am I worried about? And I'm like, well, I have this little concern over here, which would normally feel like a two, but I'm experiencing it like a nine, <laughs> right? Um, and so, yeah, I don't know. I don't know why I'm like saying this. I just think that um, like just saying that could be helpful if someone else, like if if we didn't have the menopause brand or if I didn't know, I, I honestly don't know what I would be thinking right now. Like I'd be thinking that I had mental health challenges or I'd be trying to find something in my world that I needed to change. That would be, you know, um, so yeah. So as it is, like, I still, you know, I've been kind of working on it from been working on it from like the mental side, like trying to shift, like, what can I shift? What can I think that helps me shift out of that place? Um, and so I, I'm, I'm working on it. So I got better today. Um, also doing hard exercise helps. Hmm. Just beat yourself up so you're so tired you can't feel anxious. Amazing. <laughs> that's that's my total life strategy. Right? <laughs> it's the Why I do Iron Man. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you think it's keep, you <laughs> keep the demons at bay. <laughs> well, totally. I think it's like, I mean, I mean, we're laughing, but like I think that's true for so many athletes, totally. right? So like, like, or or and or I think it's possible that. Like, I don't think that athletes necessarily have like extra mental health challenges on top of like regular population. Right. Mm-hmm. But I do think like we've figured, some of us have figured out a, a coping strategy that's like actually mostly kind of good for you um, and totally works. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, it, I, I think what's so interesting about what you're talking about with your, these symptoms is that um, I mean, symptoms it, it just, that sounds like the wrong word because it's not an illness. It's yeah. not dysfunctional. Like it's part, a normal part of, you right. know, being whatever. Uh, but what you're experiencing, I guess, rather than using the symptoms word, uh, it's just, I wouldn't have thought the mental stuff 
like that's not first what comes to my mind. Right. And it's fairly pervasive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I, I just, there, we attach so much to, uh, you know, the, the, the other symptoms, you know, the hot flashes and you know, below the neck stuff. And yeah, it, that, that part's really interesting. To me. That's sort of like, that's kind of why I'm saying this. Cause I just want like, I, and you know, that's Thanks for educating me. <laughs> yeah. It's Celine's whole mission with the menopause brand, but mm-hmm. you know, I'm just like, oh yeah, I will pass that torch because I'm so glad that I know that. Yeah. You know, um, so that's the menopause story. Um, shall we listen to a voicemail? <gasps> yes, please. Okay, let's hear Brett. Hey, so-and-so, long-time listener here. I was interested in hearing your thoughts on the decision to open a Boston Marathon category for non-binary athletes. Personally, I am 100% in support of it, but I'm worried about how they regularly prevent abuse of this category. As you know, Boston is based on qualifying standards, but not guaranteed entry. And entry is granted based on how much you beat those standards by. Uh, For next year, they've set the non-binary standards to be the same as the females, which I think may pose a bit of a challenge in preventing uh, people, particularly males, who would not normally qualify under their standards to abuse the lower standards to get acceptance blocking in athletes who truly identify as non-binary. Now, I know for next year, Boston is, you know, using the method of uh, requiring you to have run a marathon before as a non-binary athlete, but I feel like this is a bit of kind of just passing the buck, uh, and I would expect a major marathon to take more of a leading role. Uh, Second, I think, you know, I, I wonder how you ensure equal opportunity for non-binary athletes, regardless of what uh, their their sex was assigned at birth. Um, it seems that if you use the same rolling emission uh, acceptance, it would favor non-binary athletes who are quote-unquote born male at birth rather than athletes who are born female, and you wouldn't necessarily offer equal representation. Uh, interested to hear your thoughts um, and, and feedback on the topic, as always. Uh, while I'm here, I guess I'll, I'll throw in an IROC because. Uh, I say IROC because uh, this weekend I made smart decisions rather than impulsive ones. Um, I raced 70.3 Timberman, uh, and after suffering an ankle injury eight weeks ago and only being allowed to run a few miles um, over the last couple of weeks, I got the okay to race as long as I uh, quit after 50 minutes in the run, uh, which led to smart decision one. Uh, I actually did listen to my doctors and I ran for 50 minutes and stopped. Uh, smart decision two was I didn't listen to my doctors and I did not call it quits and did not take a DNF. Uh, instead, I walked and alternated jogging until I actually reached the finish line. Uh, in the end, I was rewarded. I ended up getting a top 50 finish and a slot to 70.3 worlds next year. All right, Brett, thank you so much for this voicemail. I. I am with you that this is such a good move. Um, like I'm pro non-binary category because we I think we've talked about this a little bit on this podcast. Part of the problem with sport is that we have decided that there are two categories which apply to everyone, and we can all pretty much agree that both sex and gender occurs on a spectrum 
and providing a space for people who say, you know what, neither one of those boxes applies to me. Mm-hmm. Um, it's amazing. I just, I visualize somebody who, for whom their entire life has been having to check a box mm-hmm. that doesn't apply to them and just that feeling. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, they're a runner, they get to check the Boston Marathon entry box. And it's something that applies to them. Yeah. And like just that feeling of freedom and joy, just, Mm -hmm. oh, that gets me really fired up. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I'm glad we're all on board with that. Totally. And I love that you said that because I think that was kind of my reaction to, you know, one of Brett's questions was about um, whether, you know, whether the category itself suits folks who were assigned male at birth more than folks who were assigned female at birth. Right. And I think I kind not to like avoid the question, but I just don't think it's the right question. Like, I think you're, you know, it's, and I'm, I, I obviously cannot speak for non-binary folks, but the experience that you're describing, like, wouldn't you, you people want to choose their gender identity on that. It's like way more important. Like, I think that joy would just overcome, like that person's not concerned. I don't think about you know, about having to race against other non-binary folks who have a different background. Like, I just, I don't see it being a, I've also seen, honestly, like the the place where I've seen um, the non-binary category rolled out very well is in um, gravel cycling. Um, And the couple of podiums that I've seen have like not that bias about folks who are assigned male at birth, like has just, it's not played out that way. Um, again, I feel weird talking about it because that's not really what, like, it's a very binary way of looking at the non-binary category, right? So it's non-binary for a reason. So I think that we just let folks select in and get on with the race, you know? Yeah, I think what, so this is, I, I didn't realize that uh, Boston's not the only world major who uh, that's rolling out this category, uh, which is, you know, amazing. I hope that triathlon gets on board mm-hmm. because creating spaces for inclusion, super important. I think USAT announced something. I just can't, I don't want to speak to it because I can't remember what some of our listeners probably know better than I do. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. we should, we should actually do some research and we'll find out. We'll find out. We'll find out. Um, but it's, you know, I think this is an important discussion. It's a start, right? So trying to get us out of this mindset that, you know, both sex and gender are very limited categories. It's a very Western way of thinking other parts of the world, other cultures that doesn't apply. And we're, we're trying to, we're trying to make the sport more welcoming sports, more welcoming. So well done world majors Mm -hmm. for thinking about this. Now, the reality is when it comes to the numbers and this addresses uh, Brett's question is that Okay, so Boston Marathon, 30,000 people. Uh, you know, as of this podcast, I read that there are 14 people who have registered in the non-binary category. So super small uh, right now division. Hopefully it'll grow over time. So I, I don't think there's, there's yet a concern about somebody misgendering themselves to be able to run at Boston. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I just, I, I think, oh yeah, that misgendering we, concern. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we, mm-hmm. I think a lot of the times we get 
ahead of ourselves about the worst case scenarios mm-hmm. and, you know, focus on that part instead of the positives. So like, I am super focused on the positives of, you know, creating inclusive spaces um, because we just, it's not playing out yet. And when, if it co- plays out, then I'm sure we're going to have discussions about it. Uh, you know, I, I think it is important to have conversations about making sure that sport is fair. Uh, we're just not there. We're just, you know, like it's, it's not an issue. It's like, don't make a problem that doesn't exist. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And if that problem, you know, I think, I think the the chances of anyone who doesn't identify in their day-to-day life as non-binary mm-hmm. checking that box just to qualify for Boston. That's the number of people who would do that is so low, <laughs> you know? And then like, yeah. And then in addition, like it hasn't happened, right? Like if it starts happening, then you go, okay, like how there might be something, some other way you can know, like, you know, like with the Olympics, you have, um, like for your for gender category, I mean, the way that they've, I, mean, I don't even want to get into gender categories in the Olympics, but, <laughs> but I will say that like they, you know, if you're, you have to be living your life as a woman to compete in the woman category, right? Like that rule has always been in place for the Olympic games. Like you can't, you know what I mean? <laughs> like you can't just jump over and like, try, like that's not a real problem either. Right. So I think that's like, like it, I liken that to this as well. Like, let's just celebrate for the folks who now can um, sign up for their, for the correct gender category. Yeah. And it, at some point there might have to be some sort of enforcement. Um, but I also don't want to minimize how, how, uh, how Im- important uh properly gendering yourself is. So I think the flip side of that is the idea of somebody who was assigned male at birth, uh, lives as a male, mm-hmm. deciding to misgender themselves as non-binary for the race. Um, like if you, the flip side of that, so you think of people who are non-binary, who have been clicking a box that doesn't apply to them, mm-hmm. like misgendering yourself, it, Right. It's, Great point. It's, it's really traumatic. Yeah. It's really traumatic for, yeah. for people. That's, yes. I'm with so, you. Yeah. There's I think, so few people who will, who do, people don't want to do that. People don't want to misgender themselves. I, I, I genuinely think that no matter how much you want to go to Boston marathon, clicking that box, misgendering yourself intentionally, uh, it just, I don't think it's going to be worth it to people if, if they, yeah. Yeah. Who wants just, to go to Boston that much? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that just seems wild to me. Um, I would also though like to uh applaud Brett on his smart race decisions. I didn't know where that was going. Like when he started, I thought he was gonna say that he did actually stop the race after 50 minutes or whatever it was. I was like, oh, that was a good compromise, like walking and actually doing the re- the amount of running that was recommended by his doctor or physio. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Super smart. Totally. Totally. Okay. Well, let's take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to hear from Leslie. As a former pro triathlete who now does very amateur crossfitting for fun, 
and is in perimenopause, meaning I can't count on my hormones to be consistent anymore, one of my main limitations is the speed at which I build muscle. It just doesn't come easily for me. I wanted to make sure I am actually getting the benefits of the little time I do have to work out. That's why Amino Co's Perform is the perfect product for me. It tastes good, and I just sip on it before and during my workouts. The Amino Co's Perform formula has clean ingredients and is great for your everyday routine to help give your body the fuel it needs to perform at its best and recover faster and stronger from workouts. What's even better is that Amino Co's Perform was created by former Harvard professor and world-renowned clinical researcher Dr. Wolf. As a competitive athlete, Dr. Wolf has completed 62 marathons in under 2.30 whoa, <laughs> and is still fueling his body with Perform at age 75. So if you are looking for a nutritional advantage when it comes to boosting your peak athletic performance, I recommend you give Perform a try. It's scientifically three times more effective on a gram-for-gram -gram basis than any other protein source. To try it yourself and get 30% off, Use the code RIDING, R-I-D-I-N-G, when you visit aminoco.com forward slash riding. That's A-M-I-N-O-C-O dot com forward slash riding. The fastest path to living healthier, longer starts inside. Inside Tracker takes a personalized approach to health and longevity from the most trusted and relevant source, your body. It was created by experts in aging, genetics, and biometric data from Harvard, Tufts, and MIT. That's quite a list. Inside Tracker provides personalized health analysis and clear recommendations, plus an action plan on how to live healthier, longer. When I do my Inside Tracker tests, I always use the mobile blood draw service. It's amazing because you can enjoy a premium lab experience in the comfort of your own home or your office. All you have to do is book a time that suits your schedule and they will come to you. The scheduling is easy and they send you text alerts so you'll get appointment updates and notifications when your inside tracker health analysis and custom action plan are ready to view. It's great for busy people who want to save time. So if you want to try Inside Tracker's mobile blood draw service and find out what's going on inside your body for your health, go to insidetracker.com forward slash feisty and get 20% off today. That's insidetracker.com forward slash F-E-I-S-T-Y. Hi, Sarah and Sarah. My name's Leslie, and um, I'm a longtime listener, and I really enjoy listening to you guys. Um, Sarah True, I felt like a proud mama when you won um, Iron Man Lake Placid, um, and so glad you're going to be in Kona, because I'm going to be in Kona, too. Um, Sarah Gross, thank you for all that you do for women, and just, it's really, it's really quite amazing. Um, I'm 68, and you know, I, I've been through it all, so I, I've seen it. Um, just a couple things. Um, I, as I said, I'm going to be in Kona too. Um, 
when I heard it was going to be, you know, women on one day and men on the next, I was so excited. And then I heard that there were older men with us and the younger men, you know, my husband's racing too. I was a little, you know, he, he kind of looked at me funny, but you know, I wanted our time, but it's going to be kind of fun. We get to race together, the two of us. It'll be interesting. I'm a faster swimmer. I go in a half, 25 minutes before him. He's faster on the bike. So chances are we'll come off the bike at the same time. So that, that will be exciting. Um, by the way, I bought the tank and I've been proudly sporting it all around where I live in Philadelphia. And I will be proudly sporting it all around Kona in a couple of weeks. Um, thanks again for all you guys do and um, hope to see you there. Bye. Oh, Leslie. Mm-hmm. I know. Oh, we love you too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love voicemails like this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we love all the people who don't send vo- voicemails as well. We do. Uh, Just not as much. <laughs> <laughs> That's not true. We think, I don't know, maybe, maybe, but yeah, we, I can't wait to see all of our feisty people out in Kona. No. So Leslie, thank you. First of all, for supporting with the 50 women in Kona shirt. I love that. Um, And I will try to find, let's try to find you. If you see us, like we're going to be, I have a team of three going um, and we'll be roaming around and in matching feisty shirts, like we have different shirts for different days. So um, you will see us if you see us in the matching shirts uh, and carrying around camera equipment, then come say hi. We would love to, we'd love to see you. Pump the brakes. You said you have different shirts for each day. Well, not each day. We have three shirts that we rotate through. Oh, okay. We all wearing the same shirts on the same days. Like, so that we're very, we're very um, noticeable when we are roaming the streets of Kona. That's really cute. So in the mornings, we can be like, are you, what, how are you going to accessorize your t-shirt today? Yeah. Oh, this was like, so <laughs> last time, yeah, a hundred percent. It was like, I'm cutting mine. I'm tying mine in a knot. I'm tucking mine in. Like it was like, and then last time it was like, the first little while went, like this year we're doing eight days of coverage in the past. We've done more like two weeks, you know? And so it like, like it, at the beginning, it's fun. We're like, it's pink day. It's white day. And then we like wrote to the show. And then it, by the end, it got to the place where people were like, so people were like, my pink one's not clean. I'm not wearing the pink one. <laughs> like we were getting <laughs> tired and grumpy with each other. <laughs> and it was like, we're not matching today, Sarah. We're just not. <laughs> okay, fine. <laughs> today will be all different shirts today. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully you can hold it together for yeah. eight days we only need eight days this time oh yeah. so i am going to be doing a podcast with you while i'm out there yay i'm so ex- i'm so stoked not this there. podcast what, what's the name of the podcast I don't oh know. yes so so sarah <laughs> okay we are doing oh, why didn't we talk about this earlier i don't okay, know we, we're doing a eight part podcast series called the women of kona um, and we're doing, we're recording live. We're live streaming it onto YouTube and Facebook. So if you sign up, if you're not signed up, sign up for the Feisty Triathlon newsletter. Just go to feistytriathlon.com. Sign up for the newsletter. And then we'll like, we'll let you know each day when we're going live. Um, but we're re- recording it live, but then it's also being recorded as an audio podcast and going on the Iron Women podcast feed. So 
um, we'll do that. And then, and then Sarah and I, <laughs> Sarah, was it original Sarah and also Sarah are going to be recorded on Friday, October 29th. So October, September, I have the days wrong. Friday, September 30th. I just literally told you the wrong day completely. <laughs> Friday, September 30th. Sarah is going to be on um, and going to be my co-host. So I'm really excited, Sarah. I'm excited too. It'll be fun. Yeah. No matching t-shirts though. No matching. You never know. You don't know oh. what I'm going to show up at your door with, Sarah. That's true. I did. I got, I got uh, lessons, dance lessons last time around. Oh yeah. So, the hula, the hula. Yeah. Oh, we're going to have to find a, we're going to have to find a TikTok for you. Mm-mm. <laughs> I did my one. That's pretty immediate. <laughs> it wasn't like, maybe, let me think about it. If it's low key, it was like, no. <laughs> okay, maybe I can be convinced. <laughs> well, we're going to come up with several different ones for the people who are a little bit more conservative um, that do not include dancing. Although I'm not going to, I'm not sure that you're conservative, Sarah. No, no. So. I just, I... I'm more of a free spirit. So I I don't want to do the choreography. You don't want to conform to the TikTok dance. Okay, I'll keep that in mind. We can come I want to just freestyle dance. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I want to freestyle dance with you. Okay, cool. Okay. Uh, Well, I won't promise that, but I do look forward to having a live podcast with you. At some point, we'll we'll record another if we were riding. Who knows how many weeks that will be from now? I think probably three. So um, I'll talk to my team, but we'll try to put the uh, podcast that you're on from the Kona. Maybe we'll put that onto this feed or just join us over on the Iron Women feed and you'll have lots to listen to in the interim while Sarah and I are gone. Awesome. And until then, you know, enjoy, enjoy seeing photos of us in Kona. <laughs> Don't be too jealous. <laughs> Tell me to stop my town, my crown. We know what it takes to be reaching the top. We're reaching the top. We're reaching the top. We know what it takes to be reaching.